How can people who are on camera and know that do something so terrible? The aftermath of the Tyree Nichols beating uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, sparks protests and riots across the country. Meanwhile, in South Carolina, the former president visits South Carolina to kick off his 2024 campaign in the South. And we got a few videos that you might want to see that are natural, that are kind of weird. We'll talk about it all today on the podcast. Welcome into the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. Justin Hall and Dave Wilson here with you uh, for our Monday edition, final edition in the month of January. Hard to believe we're already Wednesday hitting the is month the of February. First yes. Of February. Yes. That's just yes. amazing. Valentine's Day right around the corner, as is the Super Bowl. And only a few weeks after that, the Vision 24 National Conservative Forum coming Correct. to South Carolina. Presidential hopefuls, we can't call it a presidential forum yet because some of the people who have been invited to that have not yet announced their presidency uh, campaign yet. Correct. But it is the likes of some folks like we saw in South Carolina this week, Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott, Christy Nome. There are a number of other names that are part of that list, and we would love for you to be a part of that day's events. Yes, Yes, it is going to be on St. Patrick's Day in North Charleston. Yes, but it's important for you to be there because it's important for you to know what's going on. And these are some of the biggest voices uh, in the conservative movement ahead of 2024. So if you want more information on that, palmettofamily.org, you can click the link there to purchase your tickets. They're They're only, they're only, our maximum capacity is 1,500 people. When a, an event like this was done at the Peace Center, which seats 3,000, it was sold out fairly quickly. So go ahead and make sure that you get your tickets today. There's three levels of tickets. You can get general admission. You can get a special seating, but you can also get a VIP pass. And that VIP pass gives you access to some of the great folks who are going to be there. But that is on the political front. Unfortunately, though, we have to take a much more somber turn when we start taking a look at what happened in Memphis, Tennessee, that was released on Friday. So this happened earlier in the month of January. The, the police video was just released a few days ago, the body cam footage. Again, uh, this young man, Tyree Nichols, a, a black man, was uh, pulled over for reckless driving. He was apprehended and then got away. They reapprehend him, so to speak. And these, other, these five police officers, I believe it was five, yeah. all... Also, black. Um, And again, I don't think race really matters here. I just think it's important to paint the picture given the wide national media outrage that is fomenting here. Um, They proceed to... Beat him to death. uh, Quite literally. And I don't know if there's any other way to say it. If you have seen the video, you know what I'm talking about. We will not be showing you the video on this podcast today. I'm not here to get into whether <clears throat> the police officers were right or wrong. They were wrong. Um, and I, and I, can't, I can't go any further than that. When you start bragging in the car after you're done about how many haymakers you landed on a man. Because, again, whether he's guilty of reckless driving or not. You don't deserve to get beat to death. I'm correct. sorry. That is correct. just not um, that is not the way that we do things in this country. And, you know, there are going to be plenty of calls that are going to come out about we need to have police reform 
This is the George Floyd version, you know, round two discussion. Mm-hmm. Sure. There were laws that tried to get, they tried to pass in Congress two years ago when the whole George Floyd incident happened. Y'all, this is nothing new, unfortunately. And this is not some knock on the police either. This is a knock on the evilness of humanity sometimes where even in the fact that they were wearing body cameras, know they're wearing body cameras, they're doing this incident in public where there are cameras that are on the light posts in Memphis recording because it's not just from one angle that you watch this man being beat to death. It is from multiple angles. Mm -hmm. And when you know full well that you are being watched that you are being recorded, and this is what you do, you begin to realize how quickly we in our humanness will go along with somebody else and go along with the crowd even when we know that it's wrong. And the simple fact is the response nationwide, I think we saw kind of what has devolved over the last couple of days we, we have to get into the what is the response that we should have as Christians. And I feel like there's this, there's this line that got drawn in during the summer of 2020 where you fell on one of two camps. Hey, one of three. You went full bore, full press into the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. With all of its propaganda and with all of its ridiculousness at times in terms of the actual organization. <clears throat> you had that. You know, posting black squares on your Instagram whatever. Then you had those on the complete other side that it was all ridiculous and none of this is real. Blah, blah, blah. Then you had the middle where it's like, no, there are issues, there are problems and individually outside of the organization's point, I can say yes that that they that, that Black Lives Matter because all lives matter, all right. life is precious, all life, God died, or Christ died for everyone, God sent his son for everyone. And so now we're at this point where this 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 is, I'm sorry, there's really no gray area here. No, there's These not five officers acted outside of the bounds of, of, of their authority and outside of the bounds of the law in this case. And so what we have, is, we have to be careful because as Solomon warns us in Proverbs 29, 8, it's the scoffers that set a city aflame, but wise men turn away anger. Understanding what happened, kind of reckoning with it a little bit, and then pushing forward on what good policy is, is important. Uh, Senator Tim Scott put forward legislation years ago that never saw the light of day right. in the Senate. What we need in, in moments like this is, you, you've got, in a social media age, it's hard to get it. But you do need some level of breathing room and time to back away from whatever stances you previously held and figure out what are we doing? Why did this happen? How do we fix it? <clears throat> and I don't think fixing it means blowing up the entire policing system in the no, United States. No, not at all. I mean, and, and Albert Moeller in the Daily <clears throat> Briefing today did a fantastic job of talking about this. If you take a look at it historically, there was a time period back uh, during the time when the federal government was, was providing some level of equipment and such to local authorities like your SWAT teams where they basically had military-grade equipment that was given to them as part of homeland security. In that vein, that was an important step to be done to protect the homeland. 
it goes a little bit beyond that, though, and, and Moeller talks about it today on the briefing when, he's, when he talks about the fact that we've weaponized this. Mm-hmm. We have special teams of folks that are out there, and this was a special team within the Memphis police that was doing this. That is not a statement to say that special teams are bad, that having military-grade equipment when you need it is the wrong thing to do. This is just sheer evilness in human nature right? that showed itself. And it's not a pretty picture. There is zero level of excuse. This is not a reason to defund the police. This is not a reason to turn around and riot either. It is a place for us to recognize we're all sinful human beings. And you say, well, Dave, you know, this is, I'm not going to do something like that. No, but are you going to turn around and gossip about somebody? You're going to turn around and, and try to undercut what it is that they're trying to do from their, percep- their perspective? We're all sinful human beings. This is a sin issue that is showing itself in a overreach of policing issue. And that is just an important place for us to start asking the question, what is the next thing that needs to be done? Is there a place to move forward on this? Right. So we move from a from a heavier topic to one that's a, l- a little bit lighter. Former President Donald Trump was in town on Saturday afternoon, actually early Saturday evening. He was a little late. I was at an, I was okay, at an event. Okay, I one won time the bet Lexington. on that one. I had said 50 bucks <clears throat> said he was not going to show up on time. Then the question was this. Did he go to Zesto before after. or after? It was after. Now if I'd have gone before, I'd have been late. I would have um, been late too. In case got, you're not familiar with Zesto, I'd have gotten a whole tub. Best chicken. chicken, best chicken ever. We'll get to his. We'll get to his visit to Zesto in just a yes. second. But he was late. I went to a Trump event in 2016, early on in that campaign, just to check it out, and uh, he was late there too. So late that then Lieutenant Governor Henry McMaster, who was the first statewide official to endorse the Trump campaign for yes. presidency, got up to speak to the crowd in Lexington, red, ruby red, Lexington, South Carolina. Yes, the crowd booed him. And then Donald Trump came in. And cheered him. He introduced Donald right. Trump, but he had to stall a little bit. You could hear the helicopter you could hear the copter coming in. Yes. But not the point. He was late to the state house, but that's okay. Plenty of uh dignitaries at the state house. This from the state newspaper. I want to thank uh our friend Joe Bustos uh for for writing this piece. Um Trump actually didn't kick off his campaign in South Carolina on Saturday. It was actually in New Hampshire <laughs> earlier in the Don't day. Don't say that's that you're going to do your first event in South Carolina and then go to New Hampshire instead. That's just so This was in the second okay. floor lobby of the State House where we have been quite a number of times. Yes. I'm trying to imagine an event like this being in the second floor of the State House. A little weird. A um, little is, cramped. It is. It's a little tight for a political event. We have seen, though, <clears throat> plenty of events in there where there have been a lot of people. Sure. The governor's bill signing on the heartbeat law. 300-plus people in there for that. Actually had more than this one. It was more than the people who showed up for the Trump event. There um, we go. Not a, not a shot. Not a shot. Just just a fact. Um, so he was there. Uh, Representative Russell Fry introduced uh, the, the president, former president, uh, he was flanked um, by uh, Governor Henry Master on his right, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham on his left, uh, Congressman Joe Wilson also in attendance, Congressman William Timmons also in attendance. Was uh, Nancy there? Nancy Mays? Yes. No. She was at a she was at a boating she was at a boat show she was a boat show in Charleston. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Pamela <clears throat> uh, Evett was there. Uh, former Lieutenant Governor Andre Bauer was there. 
um, Ed McMullen. All of these people are now a part of Donald Trump's state leadership team. And in Peter McCoy, former yes. state representative who was the U.S. attorney under Donald Trump there in the last year or so of the Trump administration. So uh, a, a strong list of names of people who were directly connected to or closely connected to Donald Trump and the Trump admin- Trump Pence administration time period right. of those four years. Uh, Lindsey Graham had this quote. I saw this circulated a couple times. How many times have we heard we like Trump policies, but we want somebody else? There are no Trump policies without Donald Trump. That's what Lindsey Graham said. Um, Russell Fry said, "Never before in the history of South Carolina Republican primary has a presidential candidate received this much support this early in the game." It's because most candidates don't announce. This early in the game. This is true. It's January. The primary here in for a year. Um, among those also in attendance were State Reps Thomas Beach of Anderson, uh, Representative Cal Forrest of Saluda, uh, Heather Ammons Crawford, Representative out of Ori County, and Bill Chumley, uh, Representative out of Spartanburg, and State Treasurer Curtis Loftus was also in attendance. Oh, as was on the Senate side, Senate President... Thomas Alexander of Oconee, um, and Senator Penry, Penry Gustafson of Kershaw. The Speaker, Speaker and the Speaker Mar- of the House, Speaker Mar- Smith, was, was there. Was there as well. He said, though, this was not an endorsement of Donald Trump. Uh, he was just there because he is the Speaker. <laughs> he basically of the House. told our friend Mekinard, yeah, this was at our house, so we showed up. So, I mean, the former president comes to my house. This is interesting, though. Yeah, you're going to show up for your house if he shows up? Yeah, uh, okay. I talk to as the phone rings here in and such is life around uh, here. office. Probably somebody wanted to buy tickets for the uh, for the event in March in North Charleston. We'll 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 rendezvous with them a little bit later because, because their moment of fame. Yeah, welcome uh, to not quite so live as we're recording this at ten oh four a.m. <laughs> on Monday, January thirtieth, year of our Lord, twenty twenty three. Um, I did I did talk to a photojournalist from Reuters who was covering the event, and I asked yes. him what was it. What was it? And he goes, well, you know, some some folks, when they get to a certain point and they do a tour, some bands just do their greatest hits. He said, I've covered 63 of these. And like, it was you've been Trump's 63 greatest, of these? 63 Trump events? He said, yes, it was, a, it, was a, it was a greatest hits moment. But this is interesting because Donald Trump is claiming that he's polling big, uh, bigly, huge, and he claims that he's got the momentum. <clears throat> over someone like, uh, in his words, Ron DeSanctimonious. A South Carolina Policy Council poll found 47% of Republican respondents in the Palmetto State wanted to nominate someone else for president. Trump only received 37% in the poll. In a head-to-head matchup with Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor had 52% of the support to Donald Trump's 33. So our friends over at the Policy Council did a great job of doing this. It, it, great kudos to, to Dallas Woodhouse and the group of folks over there because they, they put this poll out there and they asked a simple question. Uh, do you believe that Donald Trump and Joe Biden should be in this race? And 45% of respondents said that they want somebody else other than those two, which really showed a level of support for Who's going to be the next generation of leadership that we're looking for? You know, I said this in an interview with somebody the other day, last week. We're like at a 1978 moment. If you take a look, when Jimmy Carter, we had stagflation, we had a poor economy, you know, prices are starting to go through the roof. We're having to do some level of rationing. Um, 
we were looking for somebody new, somebody different, somebody that was going to make a big change in the way that we saw ourselves as Americans. And I really feel that we're at that moment right now in America. You know, we're, we're a year out from the presidential preference primary in South Carolina. We're just less than two years out from the inauguration of the president of the United States, January 20th of 2025. So when you think about that, you begin to realize who is going to be the standard bearer who is going to not only take us through the next four years or the next eight years, but really the next two or three decades worth of ideas. Ronald Reagan came in, you know, he had run in 1976, fell just short of winning the nomination against Gerald Ford in the run against Jimmy Carter. Turns around four years later, wins it, not only wins, but wins big, and then wins even bigger in the race against Walter Mondale, winning 49 out of 50 states. Oh, Walter. Oh, okay. I mean, Produce is better because of Walter. At least Bilo used to tell me that. I mean, Walter Mondale was a very large, uh, very big name in politics in the 80s. Yes. Uh, I mean, the fact that he got demolished says a lot. I got one more poll here for you. Yes. A January poll of 450 likely primary voters in South Carolina conducted for the Conservative Policy Research Network found that Trump leads individual head-to-head matchups against DeSantis, Haley, and Scott. This is a different one. Trump also gets a 41% plurality of the vote when respondents were asked to uh, who they would support at the field included Trump, Haley, DeSantis, Tim Scott, former president Mike, former vice president, pardon me, Mike Pence. Uh, Trafalgar Group poll released Friday shows Trump leading in South Carolina with 43.4% of the vote, Ron DeSantis with 27.8, followed by Tim Scott at 14%, and former Governor Nikki Haley, two-term Governor Nikki Haley coming in at 11.6%. I find it very interesting with that because DeSantis has not even... None of them have. None of them have done anything when it comes to announcing. Except for maybe Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley has. She got def- close. Okay. So I, I said this to somebody the other day. It's kind of like the rocket is there on the launch pad. It's fueled. I read that in Newsweek. And the countdown. Yes, it was in Newsweek. I'm not weird flexing. You did. Well, I'm just saying. I read that in Newsweek. Ha- okay. So, you know, part of the reason why you listen to what it is that we do is because we try to be the conservative voice. On big issues that matter. Sure. And we have the privilege of being able to do that because as a voice for conservatives, for faith people in the state of South Carolina, it's real important. And we take this job very seriously. So we had great interviews um, with a number of news outlets, not only here in America, but also in uh, the Journal de Dimanche in uh, Paris and with um, Asahi Television in in Tokyo, Japan. Why does this matter? It matters because the international community mm-hmm. is looking at what's going on in America. And if you want to understand why South Carolina matters so much, it's because 10 out of the last 11 presidential primary elections, we have chosen the nominee in South Carolina. That's important. It's a job we take seriously. It's a job that we, as a voice for conservatism, as your, as a as a major information source, not only for you, but for folks across the country, we really take it seriously to be able to know about the issues, to talk about them, to understand why they matter, to bring a biblical worldview to those and help people to understand how to engage in that. 
And that one, if not for Newt Gingrich being from right next door and Mitt Romney creasing his jeans and, well, uh, being a Mormon. Uh, I mean, that, that probably would have changed that election. It would have changed that bit. one totally. So that's the former president coming in. By the way, he land-blasted electric vehicles, talking about, hey, what's going to happen? They're putting plug-ins. I'm going to be on the street. I'm going to be driving down the interstate. Hour and 51-minute drive. I'm going to run out of energy, and I'm going to be looking for a little plug-in, looking for a little plug-in on the street. I felt for Henry, Governor McMaster. <laughs> Governor McMaster is pushing for electric vehicle manufacturing and, South Carolina. and modernization in South Carolina. So I was like, oh, read the room. doesn't care. Anyway, that's probably the most awkward part. But the president, former president did go to Zesto. Now, if you're, if you're, if you're listening to us in Greenville, that means Spartanburg, nothing. Charleston, or heck. Even Saluda. You really don't understand. However, if you're from the Midlands, you live in Lexington or Richland County. Totally different. You know where to go, and that is in Triangle City under the giant cone. Now, I can report to you that the president did order a chocolate dip cone, which you got to. You have to order. I'm, I'm a little yeah. disappointed he didn't get it dipped and rolled, rolled in the nuts. Oh, Very good. good. Uh, but he got a chocolate dip cone, not only for himself, but for the staff that was with him. So he ordered 10 of those. And he ordered 10 of the white piece snacks, which is just, oh, you nailed it. Someone told him what to get. It might have yes. been Pete. It might have been Pete Manos, the owner, <laughs> who was there. But really cool moment. Uh, anytime someone gets to interact with a former president, it's a big deal. And for all the vitriol of people who I hate the president or I hate the president, even the current president, when the president or a former president enters the room, there's a level of decorum and a level of respect. And we saw that from the people that were there. Um, and including the employees, one of the ladies uh, behind the counter actually asked if she could pray with the with the former president. And he and he he said, "Of course." And so she did. I mean, that's a moment she's never going to forget. Really, cool she also to had see. her camera up. Oh, to of course. The, so the she's definitely time. not going to forget it because she <laughs> right. was recording it. The point is, in that he has gotten a jump start on not only big campaign moments like the one at the state house, but also that retail politicking. Where candidates just show up at a restaurant on a Saturday evening in South Carolina, and they're campaigning alongside you and asking you as you munch on your Zesto burger or drink your chocolate milkshake, what issues? What issues matter to you? Or eat your fried, chi- your broasted, broasted fried chicken. It's not fried. It is. It's broasted fried. And again, it's it's Delicious. the Zesto. Yeah, I don't know what that was. The Zesto yeah. burger. If you, <laughs> don't, if you don't want, if you don't want the chicken. The Zesto burger is, is the way to go. That is one of the but best the burgers. The fries are amazing. Oh, gosh. Getting kind of hungry. I know. I'm like, is um, it time for lunch yet? Mm, let's see. Uh, Finland. We go to our news stories. We'll go rapid fire here. Finland has introduced a new figure skater. Y'all, now, it is pathetic. Hold on. Let me set the scene for you. Yes. Figure skating is not a female-only sport. No, it is not. There it are is. male... Figure skaters. Yes, there are. Very successful male figure skaters. Olympians. Yes. And yet, we were exposed <laughs> to uh, to this. This this is from... Let me get this keyed up for you. This is this is from Finland. Uh, for those, of you, who the, are, for those of you who are audio only... You're not going to get much. But uh, this, is, this is from Finland. Let's see if I can get this queued up here. Here we go. So, so as you can see, we have the lights on the ice, and here comes, here, here she comes. Oh, wait, nope, that's a man. It's a man dressed this as a woman. woman. He, uh, it, it's a Mena single, Maria wait, wait, Antikainen. trying to do a simple 
figure eight. Oh, did the turn. A single sow cow. Nice. Oh, oh, oh. And then oh, 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 takes a trip oh, and fall and spin. Oh, and, uh, and standing there, uh, did did he finish? He She finished the, uh, Hold finished on. the routine? Hold on. Got to get back up. Wait, oh, wait. They, they cut the away. Flag bearing, the flag bearing people who are there to support <gasps> and do all the decoration around basically get him, her, hand her, him the flag and... Like the I mean, flag people is, did a better job of skating than okay. Than so he, if she I can did. be if I can be quite honest with you, I'm not. I don't ice skate. I have a difficult time walking sometimes <laughs> without losing my balance. Yes. I can chew gum and walk at the same time. Okay, but you know, I I my feet grew accustomed to the horseshoe, and so you're used to the uneven brick. Right, and so I'm I don't I don't ice skate. My family does. I don't. I've ice skated before. I don't even roller skate. It is I a just t- prefer. It, oh wait, I did find out the other month that that is a totally different set of muscles than ice skating. I just yes. prefer to be flat on my feet, right? So I feel for this him who I don't dressed as a her. I don't understand why we have to push. Like I guess progress. That wasn't progress. <clears throat> progressing toward the ice. That was progressing to to the fall. True. Well. In so many ways. I mean, I I don't even know what to say about that. I think we rapid no fire need, past this one no because... There's no need for a transgender figure skater. What's the point? Men can figure skate. It, you're not gaining an advantage. Neither was Leah Thomas one would argue, or whatever. One would argue that any is. of the prosthetics would give you a disadvantage. We go to our next story. I'm drinking my drink that's in my mug. Thank you. Governor Gretchen Whitmer, Her Excellency, Her Eminency. From the state of... Michigan. There we Michigan. go. She looks like a Bond villain. She talks like a Bond villain. Wait, and, if you look like a Bond villain and you talk like a Bond villain and you say things like a Bond villain. You might just be a Bond villain. Maybe that's why the FBI coordinated people to try to kidnap her. Anyway, <laughs> here's what Gretchen Whitmer said in her State of the State address. Protecting these freedoms is the right thing to do. And it's just good economics. States with extreme laws are losing talent and investment because you know what? Bigotry is bad for business. First of all, their house chamber looks terribly bland. Does it? Secondly, Gretchen Whitmer, Her Excellency, Her Eminency, was discussing abortion. Abortion it just is, makes good economic sense. Dave. Abortion is good for the ec- for the economy. That's what Janet Yellen told me in Michigan. That's what Janet Yellen told me too. Pure Michigan. Yes, pure Michigan. Wow. But only pure in certain ways. In certain ways. That is just an amazing thing to be able to turn around and say, you know, our economy is better because we're killing people. And bigotry is bad policy. It is. And who are we, I mean, who are we okay. being bigoted against, exactly? I think we're being bigoted against um, uh, growing into adulthood. Maybe growing into, you know, into infancy. infancy. <laughs> growing into infancy. Because um, that's bad for business in Michigan. Great for business in other states, like South Carolina. If you don't like the policies that your state is enacting, get out of the state. There are, Flee. There, there are 49 other feet. states. Well... Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, knock off. We got Oregon, knock off Oregon, California, California, New York, Pennsylvania, eh. New Jersey, yeah, Connecticut. 
Okay, so most of the northern states. I mean, just just maybe maybe should we just look at a map? Do you think that a map might be color coordinated? Maybe you should just move. Maybe you should just move to the SEC. Those states seem to have it right. We also have much better football. We did play a full season under COVID. Final thing. Final thing. Yes. Governor Ron DeSantis. We talked about it. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. You're going to get more Wait, of those he was He was considered to be disloyal because he wouldn't have gotten anywhere hey, had it not been for hey, Trump endorsing disloyal, him. I'm disloyal. We're all just a little bit disloyal. Um, Ron DeSantis. Yes. What did Ron do? Is moving, is moving forward with charging teachers with a felony. Should they not use material provided by the experts at the Department of Education of Florida dealing with inappropriate material in classrooms of a sexual nature? Now, he's saying if you do, if you use these, if you have these in your classroom, we can charge you with a crime. Which I say, yay. Good job. Other people say maybe because teachers, we we shouldn't have porn. It basically is saying we shouldn't have porn in the classroom. Correct. And some okay. people are saying teachers shouldn't fear for their jobs. Teachers should absolutely have fear over their jobs. Yes, like every person. Well, it's kind of like you know. It's kind of like when Mitch says, you know, I, what is the phrase that he uses sometimes that he's not homophobic, he's theophobic. Yes. I would much rather have a true fear of God. Yes. Than anything else. Well, also the simple fact is you're not the arbiter of what kids should know. Just if the parent doesn't want them to know that, it's not your place as the teacher who they've been trusted their child to you for eight hours a day, five days a week. So 40 hours a week, it's like a normal work week. Their child is with you 40 hours of the week and you're indoctrinating them with all this other stuff. But this enraged Did it? the folks at CNN. CNN has a new morning show. Did you know that? I heard Don Lemon. Don Lamont is on it, as well as Poppy Harlow. That's who I want to get my news from. Don Lamont and Poppy Harlow. This is why um, America's Newsroom with with Dana Perino and my guy who does the the board. um, Oh, yeah. I lost his name for a second. That's why they're kicking CNN's butt in the ratings. I hear that they have, like, the top 11 or 14 shows on cable news or on Fox. Period. The the first one coming after that is, is... Something on MSNBC. CNN's low. Below MSNBC? Oh, that's bad. Pretty sure. That's bad. But this is why in the 7 to 9 o'clock hour, this is why I don't go to the gym in the mornings either because they have this on. It is on. I actually did see them this morning. It's on Fox and Friends too, though, so I have to go to that treadmill. Um, They, Poppy Harlow and Don Lamal. Don Lamal. Has Otherwise a known as Don Lemon. Okay, we know how to pronounce his name, but it's kind of like Corinne Jean-Pierre. Well, no, no. Don, Don Lemon. Don Lemon is uh, enraged. Why is that? This is ridiculous. Because we actually are saying the teachers don't need porn in the classroom? Listen, listen, listen to what, listen to what Don Lemon says about this new action in Florida. Layla, thank you. This is, thank you. Poppy, this is bizarre. Boy. I know. What are I we, know. What are we doing here? I mean, this. I feel like we're going back. I feel like I'm watching a bad version of like Pleasantville, where you're. I, I don't get what's happening. It feels like the 1950s all over again with like book banning. This is this yeah. is cancel culture from people who are. I guess they just want our kids to be ignorant and to control the teachers. It is. Uh, this is outrageous. I. I 
No, Don, we don't want porn in the classroom. Hold on. I have a question. Yes. He says it feels like we're going back to the 1950s. Yes. We're going back to the 1950s, says the gay black man on the worldwide leader in news. CNN. I'm not, again, I'm not going to immutable characteristics. You're, okay, I'm okay. not, you, I'm wait, not wait, trying wait. to intersectionality you just, him. You just made CNN the a preeminent news organization. They say the, they are. Oh. They say they are. Oh, like that's he just says on, just, we're going back to the 1950s? That's just because they're on in every single airport terminal. That's the only viewership they have. And that every and single the, hotel. And, and, and the gym. Yes. Because they're one of like 12 screens that you can watch. So More people are watching the HGTV shows in the morning. Or the Game Show Network. My my gym has the Game Show Network on. Really? I've been watching America Says. America Says, where they like give you a category and you have to, they give you like the first letter and you have to guess what the word is based on the length of the line after it. It's pretty it's like interesting. Like Wordle? Like Wordle, but not oh, really. Okay. Um, Sorry. No, you're, no, it's fine. This is what we do here. So Don Lamont, the homosexual African American male on national television, yes. says it's like we're going back to the 1950s, which I just want to reiterate. No, we're not. Again, we're not banning books. Let, let, let's go back to, let me just kind of give you a quick rundown of the anchors of the news in the 1950s. Edward R. Murrow at CBS, white man. Mm-hmm. John Cameron Swayze at uh, NBC News in the Camel News Caravan, 1950s NBC, white guy. Um, Walter Cronkite, um, white I guy. Don't... Chet Huntley. David Brinkley, two white guys. Uh, David Mike Brinkley Wallace, was solid. Yeah, is Mike Wallace the father of Chris Wallace? He is the father of yes, Chris Wallace. So, in case you wondered, and Ed Sullivan. Well, he didn't give you your hard hitting news, he, but he had been a newspaper columnist before he does entertainment and the Beatles. Next time we come on, I'm going to go. We got a really big show. Um, so we always have a really big show. That's true. Because we do. you listen and watch. Uh, so, so Don, so I wouldn't encourage you to watch CNN. <laughs> I just wouldn't. I would encourage you though, to understand that any move to keep explicit material away from children will be seen as antiquated and outdated and a ridiculous infringement on people's rights. We're banning books. We're not banning books. We're taking the books that are inappropriate out of the hands of children. Because no child should be exposed to sexual content. Period. Heterosexual, homosexual, whatever the new things are, pansexual, I don't know. Polyamorous, poof poofs, I don't know. Are we going back to poof poofs again? There's I fit it in every now and again. You do. There's there's just no need for it. There's just no need for it. We talked about this in our latest Palmet of Family Matters magazine. Uh, where we creatively titled it "They're Coming After Your Kids." We didn't. We didn't use that to fearmonger. We just quoted the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir, actually, um, where they say we're coming for your children. Um, we talked about that in there. So if you haven't gotten a copy of that and you would like one, you can email us. Email at palmettafamily.org. We'll be happy to uh, help you out there. As we close out this Monday edition of the show, I do want to mention a few things. We mentioned our National Conservative Forum at the top. I do want to mention the uh, first annual Palmetto Family Clay Shoot coming up. Uh, one week from Friday, Friday, February 10th, over in Clinton. Again, the Reuters reporter had to tell him he asked for scenic stops along the way to Clemson. And I said, Clinton? Well, they're mostly old mill towns. Right. I said, But if you go to what looks like Clinton, 
It's not, not Clinton. Clinton. It's Clinton. Clinton. There's no T. It's Clinton. It's like Lancaster? Lancaster. There's not, no, no. Lanc- Lancaster isn't even like double syllables. It's just Lancaster. So, True. Kind of like Greenville? Yeah. So, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, we got, we got clay oh, shoot. Oh, clay shoot up at the Clinton house. Uh, In you, Clinton. Yes. If you can't be there, we encourage you to just be a part of our raffle where you can win some pretty awesome stuff. A gun, a Yeti cooler. The Yeti cooler's right through that door, y'all. I'm, I'm looking at it Hold here over a minute. Oh, we're going to... Wow. Wow, we are breaking new ground here at the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. We are breaking new ground. Dave Wilson is coming in. Dave is going to pull a Vanna White here. Uh, wow. Look Back at this thing. Look at this thing. We should make this our centerpiece for the next week. Look at that. That is good stuff. What 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 else is in? Oh, ooh. Ooh. oh that is a nice cup. That is a nice cup there. From our friends at Palmetto State Armory? Yeah, look at that from our friends wow. there. That's nice stuff. What's this? Yeti zipper lubricant in case you need it for your... Well, well this is It a is an industrial... Wow, that it just... closes itself. Look at this. Okay, you so... You want this. So I, I want to enter into the raffle now. Is that okay? Is that permitted? Or, oh, by the way, if you yes. don't want a gun... Must be... Well, you don't have to be present to win. Yes, guess you. But it would be great you. to have you there. <laughs> you don't want a gun? Must be right Really? Uh... If you don't want a Yeti cooler, you don't have to be present to win. No, you don't. You don't have to be present to win. There's a third beach getaway. Ooh. <clears throat> Down at the beach in South Carolina. We're known for our smiling faces and our beautiful places. Um, and one of those places is the beach. So if you want to win any of those three prizes, you can do that. You can go to we also, wait, we also Wait, we also have a state flag that was flown over the state house. Nice. In Columbia. You could add to the great repertoire of the flags that fly there at your home. Nice. Flew over the state hey, capitol. We a Palmetto family flag, or at the bare minimum, a shirt. We have Palmetto family hats. We if, do. I if you'd like shirts. part of the Palmetto family swag, let us know. We can hook you up. Email at palmettofamily.org. But if you want to enter into the raffle, yes. you can do that. Palmettofamily.org slash clay shoot. There, you can enter into the raffle. One ticket is $5. Five tickets are, no, sorry. One ticket is $25. Okay. Five tickets are $100. Which makes them 20 bucks a piece instead of 25 So you get a free one. You buy four, get one free. You get a deal. Right. Take the deal. Um, we've had people, by the way, just a heads up, purchasing like 15 So you you might want to get involved in this. Again, you do not have to be present to win. We will have your information. We will have your email. And if you win, we'll let you know, and you'll be able to come pick up your prizes. It's very much like a radio now, contest. If, you, if we do that. We ask them to share a photo so that we can share it here on the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. I would encourage us to do that as I'm talking to the audience. That's weird. Uh, but we'll talk about that. I think that'll work if you're comfortable with it. We hope you win. We do. We hope you win. And if you want more information on the National Conservative Forum coming up in March in Charleston. North Charleston. North Charleston. Be careful. We have to be real careful North on that one. North Charleston. Charleston. I was reminded of that one by a colleague of ours. That there is a difference between Charleston and North Charleston. That's fair. Just there like is. there's a difference between Columbia and West Columbia. Oh, a big difference. Huge. Big difference. A river separates us. So if you want more information on that, you can go to palmettofilmy.org. Click on Vision 24. There you can see the potential lineup. Potential It is. Lineup. These are the invited folks who speakers. have been invited. The cattle call has been issued. Thank you, Post and Courier. And we hope to be hearing back. Wouldn't it be something if someone were to announce their candidacy while we were in North Charleston? That would be a beautiful thing. Wouldn't it be? But you want to be there with all your closest friends and family and our friends in the media. 1,500 tickets are available. 1,500 tickets. That's it. That is the maximum capacity 
of, of our venue. Keep in mind, the last of these types of events that was put on was at the Peace Center, sold out at 3,000 tickets. So get your tickets today. At the pace they're, they're selling, these will be sold out within the matter of weeks. So you're going to want to get your tickets now. You can do that. Palmettofamily.org. Take advantage of the early bird pricing on those. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Attorney General Alan Wilson. This is a really good conversation. Our Saturday special. How, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, awkward. Yeah. You did your hand thing. I heard. I texted our Attorney General to <laughs> remind him that I, you know, I was going to be grading him on his hand motions. It's Here's okay. the thing. I did. I didn't expect him to like. He actually ask us did the it. Question. No, I didn't expect him to ask us a question about it coming in. He's like, "What do you want me to do again?" And it was. Oh, it was we the setup, really? Uh, so, Thanks. But but it was a great interview. If you haven't had a chance to go back and watch it, we talked about the opioid crisis, the human trafficking crisis, jamming cell phones inside prisons nationwide, and a thirty thousand foot view of judicial reform. We're hoping to get uh, Attorney General Alan Wilson back in within the next week or so to talk more in depth about judicial reform and what his office wants to see done inside the state of South Carolina. If you want more access to all of that kind of information and how to keep up with the bills that we're tracking, you can do that. Visit palmettofamily.org, enter into our email newsletter, as well as download the Palmetto Family Council app. Those are the best ways to stay informed and connected with everything we're doing here. And if you would like us to come and speak to your local group, whether it is a civic group, a community group, a GOP group, a conservative group, your church... We are more than open for that. Make sure you reach out to us, email at palmettofamily.org. And in the subject line says, come speak to my group. So that way we know and we can begin to get on the schedule right now because we are going to be traveling across the state again. Come speak to me. I'm actually going to be speaking at an event uh, coming up in Florence in a few weeks. I'm going to be in Greenwood in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Mitch is going to be traveling across the state as we've done. Uh, Again, I spoke this weekend on the issue of judicial reform. And what actually needs to be done. So important things to let folks know about. Make sure that uh, you reach out to us. Email at palmettofamily.org. Say, speak to my group. And we'll make sure that we get that on our calendar for the coming weeks ahead. Busy show. lot to do. Full show. Again, enter into that clay shoot raffle. Get your tickets for the Vision 24 Forum. Going to be a lot of fun. Perhaps, just perhaps, we'll be filming some of our uh, some shows for the Palmetto Family Matters podcast there down in North Charleston. North Charleston. But we hope to see you there. We hope to see you all, uh, all later this week as we update you on what's going on inside the uh, the sandbox over there. Uh, I call it the, that. It's the state house, the playground, the playground, the hundred the, where the hundred and seventy boys and girls go to play every yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. One another's toys and argue and, and argue and, and complain. Well, and gripe. I can't talk with you because you, you I don't can't caucus, talk to you because you don't caucus in my sandbox. On that note, I'm gonna have to edit that out. No, for this episode. Thank you for listening and watching, sharing, liking. And letting don't us not this. have to edit. Don't, don't share this with certain people. For Kevin Kaiello, Mitch Prosser. Give us that five-star rating, too. Dave Wilson. Yeah. Five-star rating. Leave us a review. We're popping yeah. up on the top of your search bar quicker and quicker and quicker, more and more frequently. We'll see you in the month of February. It's all for the fastest-growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina. 